And he saved Maya and Itai Regev, two brothers. Baruch Hashem, after 53 days, they coming back to his parents, to his family. And I'm very happy for this house for my son. And I think that Lekabel Yisurim Be'ahava is a mitzvah. And the Ramban says that the Kodesh Baruch Hu don't stand an Isoyan for somebody if he cannot respect it. Why is it that when you're going through a difficult time, you see Hashem more? Because I say to people that a lot of people from Am Yisrael, after the Simchas we wanted to see the horrors, Zvaot. I want to see only the Nisim. Welcome to History for the Curious. I'm Mena Reisner, and I host the internationally renowned lecturer, dynamic historian, and tour guide, Rabbi Aubrey Hirsch. Experience our history, confront dilemmas, and reveal the untold stories of 3,000 years of Jewish heritage, from Paris to Cairo, from the Russian Tsar to Maimonides, and from the Sinai Revelation to the French Revolution. Join the fastest growing Jewish history podcast in the world by subscribing to this channel and discovering the events that have shaped us into who we are today. We are honored to welcome to the studio Elchanan Danino. Elchanan's son was kidnapped by Hamas terrorists on the 7th of October on Simchas Torah, 114 days ago. And he has been since a beacon of light and positivity in this incredibly dark and difficult time that he's been facing. We've covered the war quite extensively with these podcasts, with the goal of educating, but more importantly, to learn from. Davening and Amuna, as Rabbi Heshu said in the very first episode, are the two things that are required from every Jew when other Jews are in pain, specifically, wherever they are. And there's no better person to speak to us than Elchanan, someone who has and is suffering immeasurable pain. And yet, his Amuna is rock solid and has only strengthened throughout his ordeal. Elchanan, we're old friends. You worked around the corner from where I lived, and I used to see you a few times a week. And tragedy generally hits home harder when it affects people who you personally know. Although, of course, we should always strive to get to a place where we feel close enough to all Jews around the world that one is affected equally no matter who is suffering. It's painful that we meet again under these circumstances and not um, smiling and laughing as we used to, but Bezrat Hashem. We'll be hearing good news soon, and this nightmare will be over. So, Hanan, thank you so much for coming, especially from Israel. And we are honored that you took your time to come to the studio for us. And could we just start at the beginning by asking, what happened? How did you find out? We know that your son is in Gaza now. How did this whole thing begin for you? It's beginning in Simcha afternoon. Four people coming in my house and told me that they don't find it, my son, Ori. And I asked him how it's possible that they don't find him. They told me, you're a religion man, and you don't have TV, you don't see TV, you don't hear the radio, you don't have a phone, a mobile phone, and you don't know that in uh, near Gaza, a hundred people is killed, and a hundred people hostage. And we don't know where is your son. After that four days, nobody coming 
to tell us where is Ori. If he's alive, if he's dead, and only in after four days uh, the army coming and say still we don't know where after two weeks I think they told me that they have a small information that is hostage to Gaza and they don't know if he's in life and he's dead. The last information that we have it's from October 13 that's Bo Hashem is in life but they don't know if it's in healthy or not. We pray from Kodesh Bochu every day that it's healthy and life Bezrat Hashem. Bacholon, when I met you in Yerushalayim a few weeks ago, you told me that they saw on CCTV that your son had already driven away and he was, so to speak, safe. And he came back and he picked up three other people. All four became hostages but two of them have now been released. And it's likely, therefore, that he saved the lives of at least these two, perhaps all three. How does that make you feel about your son? I know my son, Ori. This story, it's the story of the life of my son. My son, from 18 years old, is have always in make first for the other people. After that, he make for himself. And this story for me it's big schut for my son that Kola Matzil Nefesh Achas Misroil Kiilu Kiem Olamale. And he save Maya and Itai Regev, two brothers, Baruch Hashem, after 53 days, they coming back to his parents, to his family. And I'm very happy for this house for my son. So how does that make you feel when you saw them being released and you know that your son is still in there and probably because of them taking the other two and then being released. How does that make you feel? Kodesh give me this Nisayan. And I think one of the mitzvah, I'm a part of from Klal Amisra. And I think that Lekabel Yisurim Be'ahava is a mitzvah. And the Ramban says that the Kodesh Baruch don't send a Nisayan for somebody if he cannot respect it. In other words, if he I gets a trial, he is able to find the inner strength to overcome it. Otherwise, Hashem wouldn't send it to him. Yeah. If Hashem sent me this Nisoyan, my job, it's like a bell Yisurim Be'ava. It's really Yisurim. Every day, every night, every moment that I don't know what's happened, 
with my son, it's very, very, very hard for me, for my family. But the Emuna give me the power and strong for the next moment. I have the responsibility for my family. And I must to be stronger and I must to be healthy for them. I say for my son, I say for my son, I want to be stronger and healthy when my son Hori come back. Like Arab Simchastair. Like one day before. I don't want to be another man, another father when he's come back. You led me on to my next question, which you've almost answered, but I'm going to ask it again. We do Jewish history on the podcast, and we see through history that the Jewish people, at the most difficult times, that's when their emunah comes out. That's when suddenly they see God clearer than they ever saw him before. And I'm wondering why. In other words, the logic should be that's when Hashem hides his face, when you don't see him. In other words, when people are suffering, that's when you feel he's not there. It seems, and you definitely are, are a proof of this. You know, we've known each other for many years, and you're speaking about Hashem all day now. He's everywhere in your life. And this should be the time, maybe, when you don't see him as much. Why is it, although you answered it before, but maybe just speak more about the point, why is it that when you're going through a difficult time, you see Hashem more? Because I say to people that a lot of people from Israel, after the Simchas we wanted to see the horrors, Zvaot. I want to see only the Nisim. I don't look of the horrors. I look only of the Nisim. It's one big nest that is finished in 1,500 murder. That's terrible, yeah, 1,500, it's terrible. But Bederich Hateva, they can go to Ashdod, go to Ashkelon, go to Be'er Sheva, and Hashem Yerachim, what's happened. In other words, it could have been much, much worse, you're saying? Yeah, and I want to see that it's Ness. And this gives me the power. It opened my eyes to see the Kodesh Borhu every moment. Also today, I'm here and I speak Emune. I try to speak only Emune. And Bon Hashem, I see the Kodesh Borhu give me the power in every place when I go. I receive. A lot of chizuk here in London, in Paris, in Hungary, in Romania. Bo Hashem, Am Israel, in every place in the world, pray for a whole hostage with me, without me. And this gives me chizuk to continue. And like you explained, that sort of strength doesn't make sense because usually you would be overwhelmed by the tzara, by the pain. But you still have the ability to see the goodness in everything, which is lobada It's hard to understand. Until Simchastoyer, nothing is derechateva. 
six or seven hours, nobody in Israel saw the Palestinian coming inside Israel. It's hesteponim, absolutely hesteponim. Nobody can explain it. I don't understand somebody. He cannot see the Kodesh Bochu. Mamesh Bechush in this war. In other words, the war has brought people, you think, in Eretz Israel, secular and religious, to a more direct contact with the Emunah of Hashem because it was so powerful and because it was so unnatural. Sure. You hear the story from uh, from people in uh, in Kfar Aza that's absolutely not religious, yeah? And his story, he said that, uh, he said to heal him for the first time in, the, in his life. He said, Shila Ma'alot, she don't know from where he remembered that. We see face to face the connect from a Jew in Kfar Aza to the Kodesh Bochu. The Neshama wakens up. Yeah. Nobody knows. She's not religion. Nothing. But the connect, it's in every Jewish in the world. So that's very powerful. You could say even in the most tragic, illogical times, because it's so not natural, and the rest of the world, like you said, how could they have broken in with the best army, the best intelligence? Instead of looking so much at that point, you would say it's obviously God-given. We don't understand why, but Hashem wanted it to happen because it makes no sense. Wow. When you daven to Hashem, and obviously you daven three times a day, but going through this, you must be dabbling throughout the day. What are you praying for? What do you ask of Hashem? In every moment, in every day, when I wake up, I say, Moideani lefonecho, melechai vekayo, shechazarto binishmosi, bechem lo rabo, emunosecho. To be in my emune, it's chem lo rabo. Hashem give me in chem lo rabo, my emune. Great mercy. And I ask the Kodesh Baruch I'm human, a human, Ben Adam, and I ask the Kodesh Baruch I want to cry, but I cannot in every moment to cry. It's not healthy, it's not good. I cry three times in the day. Every Shema Koileinu in Shemona I cry to the Kodesh Baruch Please, Help the 146 people and my son between hey to go out immediately from there. But together, I ask the Kodesh Bochum, give me the reshuts to cry only three times a day, and the rest of the day, please give me the power and the strong to be healthy and normally. If your son could hear this now, which is a miracle in Gaza, but let's say you could speak directly to him and you know he's listening, what would you say to Uri now? Uri, my dear son, I want to know that every place that I go in the 114 days 
about to Hungary, to Romany, to Ukraine, to Paris, London, every place I see that all Am Israel in every place in the world is with you. Pray for you. Pray for the area of friend of you that is in Gaza. Stay strong and believe in the Kodesh Borchu that in the next moment you go out from there. Ki Yeshua Hashem Kerefine. Hashem's salvation can happen in a moment, momentarily. In the next moment. How do you cope? This is a question for anyone going through something that takes time. If you believe strongly, Yeshua Tashem Kerefine, that even if a sword is on the neck, you never stop praying. How do you cope with a disappointment? With the next day, when he's not released, or when you don't hear news, and then you go to bed again with the same feeling, but then you wake up and you want to believe again that it can happen at any stage, and then another day passes and it's ready. So many days have passed. How do you keep that fresh, that belief that everything can change suddenly? Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hu, send me you and other people and Rabbi Hober Hirsch and I can't speak Emune here in schools. This give me the koyach, the power for the next day, for the next moment. Because I see the faces of the people who hear me, I feel that they really partners of our trouble. And I feel mamash kol Israel chaverim ve'arevim Wow. So I know you've met with the chief of staff in Israel, with Bibi Netanyahu, with the minister of defense, with many people, Shabbat, the Mossad, etc. And you've been propelled to a public position. Where do you see this going when this all will end in a positive way? Where do you see yourself as a result of this? Now I feel that Kodesh Baruch sent me a shlichus to speak emune from my heart place. But I hope that one day after the well, my son already coming, Be'ezer Hashem, I want to be Elchanan Danino from Arab Simchastoyre. Who's know me, know me. Who doesn't know me, doesn't know me. I don't want to be a famous. I don't want to be nothing. Simply man. Be'ezer Hashem. So you've spoken in London and in a couple of shuls about your grandparents. Can you tell us about it? Before that I speak for my grandfather and my grandmother, I want to thank Mr. Nussi Ager, the Baal Achnosas Orchim, here in London. Nussi and his wife make for our family very, very, very good. Mamesh Achnosas Orchim Exactly like a Romovino. Four doors open. Yeah. 
It was a beautiful event last night. It was a big uh, chizuk with singing and we davening together and you spoke. Yeah, it's one of my grandfather and my grandmother came to Israel from Morocco and they don't have money, no career, no power, nothing. But they have one thing, emune, absolute emune in a Kodesh Bohu. And I, I have one story that uh, in my vision I see that until uh, Simcha Stoyer, that my grandfather come, I can, can I come back with my grandfather in uh, one day, Shachis and Shul, and he's go to the bakery near his uh, home, and he's buy one small pita. We go to the grocery and buy one yogurt. And I ask him, Saba, it's enough for who? What is one pita, one yogurt? What's happened afternoon? What's happened night? What's happened tomorrow? Saba told me, who has given me today the power and the money to buy the pita and the yogurt? If he want. They give me the money and the power to buy tomorrow. If it's don't want, don't want. Like we say in Irtzeh Hashem, if Kedushbohu want. And I was a little child, and I don't understand what it is. And I asked my father, what Saba mean? He told me, we have Pasuk. Tamim tiyeh im Hashem melokecha. And your grandfather don't think like you think that tamim tiyeh Hashem elokecha. It's mitzvah to believe in God. Ruchnias. It's not a mune for him. All gashmiut, all day, is to be tamim with Hashem. Also, when he go to the grocery, also when we go to the bakery, he's know the kodesh Bohu is with him. And it's make only the thing what he think the Kodesh Bohu want or doesn't want. And for me, after 41 years, I remember this story. And this is give me the example of Emune, what I want to be. I cannot be like my grandfather and my grandmother. It's Tzadikim. From another generation. But this is my Shifot. Ambitions. To be like them. And at this moment, this story gave me Chizuk, a big Chizuk, to be closer to Akadosh Borchu. And to be Ma'amin Be'emunah Shalemu. That Akadosh Borchu is with me with my family in every moment. Wow. It shows also the power of Chinuch, of education, that your grandfather so many years ago could say one line, and after many decades, many, many years, his grandson is going through such a nightmare and has the strength from that. So talking about that in your position, what can you tell the listeners around the world? Most of our listeners are not in Israel. They're in America, they're in England, they're in Europe. 
and we have listeners in Israel too, but for people who are a bit further away from Eretz Yisrael and definitely far away from what you're experiencing, what should people do? People are going to hear this and this touches a raw nerve of every Jew around the world. What should people do? I ask from every Jewish in the world. We have three times in a day, pray Shmonesri. In the second bracha we say, Mechalkel chayim bechesed, Mechayem meisim berachamim rabim, Soimech noiflim veroifechoilim umatirasurim. He releases those who are bound, matirasurim. And we know the Allah say that person we cannot ask from the Kodesh Bokhu in the three first broches, we cannot ask personally Bakashot. And I ask two boys came from Earth as well, how I can pray for my son. The broches say, Umatirasurim, my son is in Gaza. I cannot pray from the, to the Kodesh Bokhu for my son. It's told me if your son is himself there, you cannot. But now that we have so many hostages in Gaza, and it is trouble, big trouble from Klalis Israel, we can pray and we can mechaven in Matir Asurim for 136 people that hosted in Gaza. Please pray for them. In every Shmona Yisrael, Matthew Yisrael, take a few seconds to Mechaven from all hostage. And my son, Ori Ben Einav, and Be'ezrat Hashem, every moment we believe in the next moment, Be'ezrat Hashem will come back. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, this is a more of an intellectual podcast, it's educational, and we've spoken about Tzvillah, we've spoken about Monobitochen, but to feel it, I'm hoping the listeners can feel what we have, myself and Rabbi Hirsch, in this room. And I just want to thank you. Thank you for opening your heart to us, to our listeners, and to allow us to see what you're going through, and more importantly, how you are coping with it, and how you are educating the world, and uh, listening to you. It's not like listening to us it's a responsibility the mechayev and it uh, shows all of us what the power of the jewish people are and how we can cope with anything and the next time you'll be here in the studio we'll be with uri and we'll be celebrating Be'ezrat Hashem, Be'korev Mamish. Be'ezrat Hashem. thank you for taking the time thank you Rabbi Hesh. <laughs>